the hugely successful international Hippocrates Prize for Poetry and Medicine has returned for its second year. The competition, which has a prize fund of £15,000, was launched at the University of Warwick last year by Professor of Clinical Pharmacology and Therapeutics Donald Singer and Associate Professor Michael Hulse from the Department of English and Comparative Literary Studies. They are both with me now to explain what the competition is all about. Michael, can you explain what the prize is? Yes, gladly. The Hippocrates Prize is awarded for a single poem on a medical subject. And medical is understood in the widest possible frame of reference. So it could be a poem about illness, experienced from the patient's point of view. It could equally, of course, be from a family member's point of view or from a doctor's point of view. Um, it could be about something entirely different. It could be a subject from the history of medicine. Um, think of how the ancient world was confronted with the plague but had no idea how to deal with it. Um, it could be a subject from, let's say, a cancer ward, a hospice for the terminally ill. There are many situations in which people are confronted as patients or as relatives with the experience of illness and death. Many subjects don't at first glance perhaps appear to be medical. We think of these processes, for example, birth, dying, as belonging naturally to life. But our experience of them in the modern world is normally associated with hospitals, with medical staff, and that brings in a lot of people and a lot of new perspectives. So in the widest sense, the competition is for a poem on any of these areas. As we've mentioned, the competition carries a prize under £15,000 with the winner of each category getting £5,000. How does this compare internationally and nationally with other poetry competitions? It puts us in the top ranks of competitions, not just in this country but internationally. £5,000 is, for example, what the National Poetry Competition offers as a first prize. The Bridport Prize similarly offers a £5,000 first prize. For a single poem, that is a substantial amount and it places this this competition at the top internationally. So Donald, who is eligible to enter each of the categories? As you've said, there are two categories, an open international category, which is open to any member of the public, any person interested in, in poetry as a professional poet from around the world. And just, just to reflect on what happened in our first year, we had entries from 31 countries from six continents, so we'd encourage people from around the world to enter the competition. The second category is UK-based, and that's for people who are very closely linked to the National Health Service in this country, either NHS health professionals, um, doctors, pharmacists, physios, for example, porters, managers, or health professional students, or those who work in professional organisations directly involved in supporting training and education of NHS staff and students. And with the Hippocrates Prize being an international event, have you had help from organisations outside of the university? Well, it's worth saying we're really very grateful for the tremendous help we've had from many organisations, either in kind in terms of spreading the word, encouraging people to participate, or directly in terms of financial support. And in addition to Warwick's Institute of Advanced Study, we've had support from national funding bodies such as the Wellcome Trust, helping us to support the first award symposium. We've had support from medical organisations, including the National Fellowship of Postgraduate Medicine and the Cardiovascular Research Trust. 
And we've also had huge support from, from many professional societies helping to disseminate in this country and, and overseas. And these include, for example, all the Royal Colleges. And the educational charity Head Teachers and Industry. And from literary organisations such as the Royal Society of Arts and the Poetry Society um, in this country. And then internationally from many international poetry societies, including those of New Zealand and, and Canada and USA. This is the second year the competition is run. Can you briefly explain how it was originally set up? We set it up originally out of a local experience at University Hospital Coventry where a similar competition, but purely for that hospital, produced a lot of entries and was clearly touching a nerve. It was clear that staff uh, were very interested in expressing their experience. Um, and, and we thought, well, why? should this interest, which plainly is of a universal nature, everyone confronts health problems at some point in their lives, why should this not be uh, established on a much broader scale? So we set it up originally to attract the interest of people who may be, of course, professionally involved, but also of the wider public who will go through these situations inevitably at some point in their lives, in other words, attract an experience base, which is universal, and we set it up to be international. It's, it's advertised on, on websites in other countries. It's promoted internationally. As Donald has said, we had entries from 31 countries last year, and the sponsorship base is very important to us as well because it involves the academic community. The Institute of Advanced Study at Warwick is heavily involved, it involves the medical community. The Fellowship of Postgraduate Medicine it has been the pillar of, of the venture so far. And the Head Teachers in Industry Association have come aboard this year. We've had tremendous support from areas of the NHS and from the Royal Colleges, etc. already. This is something we can tell you more about. But this constellation of support is also key to the prize. It underwrites it financially and also helps us logistically. And we're confident that that is, is the way to do it. We, we studied other prizes. We saw how they were set up and we drew on their experience. And, and we've set this up, we believe, in a way that, that works very well. And last year, the prize attracted entrants from all over the world, with a poet from New Zealand scooping one of the prizes. Are you confident of attracting such a strong field from across the globe once again? Part of our confidence in terms of, of this year's prize is the, the huge press and uh, other media interest first time round. A publication of The Lancet, we had interest from national newspapers independent in this country, interest from BBC National Radio 4 Today, as well as the World Service uh, Radio and US National Public Radio. So a lot of interest first time round and a lot of interaction with people contacting us expressing interest. The second level of confidence in doing this again is, is we coupled the first prize to an international symposium on poetry and medicine and that led to huge interest expressed to us both from individuals attending as well as organisations represented. And the third element is we already are aware that there's been huge interest out in terms of international poetry communities with this year's prize already beginning to feature on social media sites, on poetry websites, on VMJ's own home sites. So, so, so we're, we're very enthusiastic and confident that we were able to have a further very successful prize. And it's common for new prizes such as this to evolve as they get older and more established. Has the structure or judging process changed at all this year? I think we were hugely encouraged by the tremendous response to the first Hippocrates Prize. And we're going to be 
sensible about this and we're going to say to ourselves, if it isn't broken, don't fix it. Because it clearly worked and worked very well the first time round. Where we think we can build up, of course, uh, is in increasing the number of entries we get, increasing awareness. And awareness of a prize like this comes over time. No prize that comes and settles out of the blue is suddenly on everybody's radar immediately. So that's where our work is being focused, on increasing awareness, increasing the number of entries. But we think that the constellation of, um, of, of support on the one hand and funding, and on the other hand, the, the outcomes that we got in terms of entries to the prize and the sheer quality um, of, of these entries was extraordinary. We're going to take what is good, we're going to work on the areas that can be worked on, and if we see that there's a requirement in the future for perhaps a more focused, thematic uh, poem competition, let's say one year one makes the problems of old age the focus, and another year one, may, one might make particular illnesses the focus, AIDS or cancer, that's possible, one can think about that. But at the moment we're building on our strengths. And within those strengths, we were delighted within the NHS category again to, to attract those already interested in poetry. We had a nurse um, interested in applying poetry as therapy to help patients with heart disease, Wendy French, and our other two, two entrants, an NHS um, educator and a GP practice manager, again, both very enthusiastic. So we, we were able to attract interest both from the more academic end of interest in poetry as well as people practising in the NHS in, in different aspects, and we'd hope to continue to do that. It's, it's worth mentioning, however, what one further aspect to this year's prize is this involvement of head teachers and industry as an organisation. And it's worth just mentioning this organisation is now in its 25th year coming up and is involved with 33,000 schools and colleges around the country. And it's worth just reflecting on the fact that much of the best poetry published has, has been published by, by young poets in, in their late teenage. If you think about Keats uh, in this country, Rambo in France and so on, we would expect some very good poems to come from that community. And are the judges the same this year? Or have you drafted in different people to help you? Well, perhaps if we comment uh, separately, we have um, already have begun to appoint our judging panel and delighted to have amongst those Professor Steve Field, who is chairman of the Council of the Royal College of General Practitioners, who is internationally recognised for his um, expertise in the, the health domain. Delighted he's agreed to join us. He was very supportive of the first prize and delighted he's part of the judging panel this time round. And Gwyneth Lewis, who's a very um, successful and acclaimed uh, Welsh poet, and recently published a, a book-length hospital odyssey, an, an extraordinary book-length poem on medical subjects herself. So bringing her own particular interest in this to the equation from the point of view of the poet. Um, and the third of the judges is going to be, as James Naughty of the Today programme was last year, uh, is going to be some figure from public life with an interest in literature, and, and we're in conversation with one or two uh, candidates for that position at the moment. And what are the judges particularly looking for this year, both in terms of the Open and the NHS categories? You know, there's a funny answer to that I could give. It's, it's Dr Johnson's answer when he was asked what light is. This was in the days before modern physics. And he said, well, it's, it's very easy to say what it is not. <laughs> we all recognise bad poetry. It just doesn't work. It's inert on the page. What is good emerges gradually from 
one, one reads the poem, one thinks, my word, that's good. I think that the extraordinary poem, the poem that has what it takes, declares itself. One doesn't know in advance what the quality will be that makes it memorable, whether it will be a turn of phrase, whether it will be a fresh angle on the subject, whether it will be some formal quality or particularly happy knack with expressing experience. It's very difficult to prescribe. We recognize it. We know it when we see it. And the judges will be sitting there with their shortlisted poems and they'll be arguing, no doubt, in the final minutes for their particular favourites and debating the strengths and weaknesses of the particular poems in front of them. But what will happen there is that without any preconception of what they're looking for, they will find. They will find something that declares itself to have come to terms with a subject in an effective way in words. And that's what they'll be wanting to find, and they will. What will happen to the entrants and the winning poems? We produced an anthology from the first year of the Hippocrates Prize, which gathered the shortlisted poems alongside the top three prize-winning poems in each category. It's a substantial book, and it's phenomenal. It's wonderful poetry. We plan to do that again, because the first anthology has been a tremendous success, and, and as long as... As long as there are people interested in reading those poems, we will produce that anthology because it's, it's exactly what I think should be done to show the quality of the poems that are entered in the competition and how people are coming to terms with the medical experiences in their lives. And finally, how can people interested in entering the competition find out more? Well, we've set up a dedicated website for the International Hippocrates Prize for Poetry and Medicine, and that, that gives information about the prize itself. It's, it's deadline, which is the 31st of January 2011, and also about the awards symposium, which is coupled to our second International Symposium for Poetry and Medicine on the 7th of May, when the awards will be, will be announced. And through that website, it will be possible for anyone interested either as entrants or other people who want to find out more about poetry and medicine, what poems look like along those themes, can, can obtain that through the website itself.